0: Welcome to Walking Out Your Purpose with yours truly, Alicia Smith, where we focus on you reaching your full potential in all areas of your life through intentional dialogue and putting in the work. Let's get motivated to action so that we draw closer to realizing our life's purpose as women of God, wives, mothers, and businesswomen. Now come on in and eavesdrop on a conversation with me and sometimes a few others as we discuss having faith over fear from the pew to the boardroom and everywhere in between. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to walking out our purpose and accomplishing all that God has for us. Welcome to the Walking Out Your Purpose podcast with yours truly, Alicia Smith, and I am so glad you all are here. And for those that are new, I am so grateful to have you listening in. Today, we are going to talk to the most important woman in my life, my mother. I can't wait for you all to meet her and to learn more about the example that she's been in my life and the fact that she's pushed me to be who I am, so I can't wait for you guys to hear more from her. So, mom, welcome to
1: the show. Well, thank you, Alicia. I am honored to be your guest tonight and um and to be your mom How about that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome so tell everyone a little bit about you what you do for a living and maybe three words that would describe the what's most important to you in your life
1: well my name is beverly cameron and i am the mother of alicia smith and very proud to be so I am a registered dietitian, nutritionist. I'm also a certified diabetes educator and care specialist. That's a new title for me. Sorry, I'm still fumbling with it. And I have um, actually just celebrated 40 years on my job. So, um, wow! needless Amazing. to say, I've been doing a lot. Um, but I love what I do. Uh, if I had to pick three words that describe my values, probably would be God, family, uh, and just giving back, because that's what I hope to be doing every day when I go to work.
0: That's amazing. And congratulations on 40 years. <laughs> that is longer than I've been alive. So that's
1: beautiful. I, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: And not a lot of people can say that. So that's that's wonderful. Um, so <clears throat> I always like to talk to people about their upbringing because I know for me, it was instrumental in me getting to this little place that I'm in because <laughs> by no means have I, so, you know, arrived anywhere. Um, but I, I tend to reflect on, you know, the way that you and dad raised me and I think it's been beneficial. So I always like to, to ask people about their upbringing. So maybe. Clue us in a little bit to how you were raised and maybe what values your parents instilled in you and how that shaped your life.
1: Well, I am, um, I grew up in Southwest Detroit and I am the middle child. I have two older brothers, two younger sisters, and both my parents worked in the auto industry I would say that my mom instilled in me to be independent, always keep some money aside, so always keep a $20 bill, because that's what she taught me. Uh, my father instilled in me to pay your bills on time, so I try to do that. Um, he was more geared to taking care of the basics, and my mom was there to um, give the little extras, you know, like those little side trips that your school always wanted you to go on or projects, you know. Dad didn't think that was important, but mom always did. So I hope I instilled that in my daughter as well. Um, how did that shape my life? Well, there has, has been some positives to that. Um I, I feel like I've been in a stable home for the last 38 years. I always say, you know, I have two husbands. One is my employer and one is my real husband curtis cameron (laughs) so i've been married to one for 38 years and i've been with the other for 40 so um that's the stability in my life um and i think i i hope that my parents were proud of what i accomplished um you know that i went through got my degree from eastern michigan university and um that i was working in a field that i liked and i was helping people every day because that's me yeah Absolutely.
0: (laughs) That is you. And I will get into some of the questions uh, in particular uh, shortly, but I agree that who you are is who you are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that I've definitely learned uh, from you. And I I was actually just on a call this evening and I was telling the people that, you know, I am real big on authenticity and that you should be able to be who you are wherever you are and um and i think i've learned that from you without you probably having to say that (laughs) but you know you're you know you're beverly everywhere and i think that um which you know exhibits christianity and just you know being a good person so i think that's awesome so tell us about this daughter of yours oh my
1: goodness how much time do we have (laughs) Oh, my. I am just bursting with joy over here. I am so proud of my daughter who set her mind to doing this podcast earlier this year. And did it on time. I'm just so, so proud. And I keep telling everybody, please listen to my daughter's podcast. You know, this this is great. I didn't even know about podcasts. <laughs> she told me about it. But I am just so proud because she set her mind to it and said, I'm going to get this done before my birthday. And she did. So um, I am just proud that I hopefully instilled in her that if you make that decision if you make that commitment to a work that you will follow it through and I have seen her do this not only with her education I've seen her do it with her marriage to Henry I've seen her do it with raising two sons which who has practiced at that no one (laughs) and so even though um, I have five grandsons. They are all very different. And I commend you for dealing with these little guys who are just, you know, angels in my eyes. But something else at your house. I understand <laughs> it. Uh So um, she is just um, a go-getter. She is very personable. She is very professional. Um, I always used to think, how are they going to take orders from this person if she doesn't have her three inch heels on. But I found that no matter where she landed, she she was forceful. She got things done. People respected her. I've heard nothing but good things for every place that I've visited that she's worked. Uh, just makes me so proud like, wow, if, you know, she got it. <laughs> Regardless of what anybody else thinks this is a force to be reckoned with and she comes across very um, compassionate with people and she you know tries to help them and she goes by the book what more could you ask for but that's God in her life and Mm -hmm. I know that and I am happy to know that my daughter is not only my daughter but my sister in Christ and my confidant. so who my daughter is. Well, that was this Listen, I need, so I, need I need to meet her.
0: <laughs> like, who is this person talking? About? Um, so, no, so I appreciate that. And again, right, it doesn't fall far from the tree. I think that oh, I know that I have gained a lot of those attributes by you know being associated with you and you know, growing up, seeing you in multiple seeing you in multiple um, opportunities uh you know i could say the same about you you're definitely you know a go-getter as well so i appreciate that and to your point it definitely is by god's grace it certainly oh yes it's not alicia and um you know god has graced me um, specifically with the gifts that he's given me and placed me in places that I couldn't put myself um and so I'm grateful for that so all right so let's get to talking about you not me so (laughs) uh, what as you you know this show is about purpose and in designing the show I really wanted to have intentional dialogue about people's journey and about purpose really and just what god has planted individuals here on earth to do and also walk out my own purpose which you know hopefully is to encourage uplift others to be the the best self so you know as you reflect and think about your life um, what would you say is your purpose and you know sometimes people want that defined it's
1: what do you feel led to do uh, on this earth and, of course, i pondered over this all day. <laughs> I still feel like, really? How do I put that into
0: words? Mm-hmm. Because,
1: you know, my life is such a mixture of work and church. Mm-hmm. And what am I doing in both? And that's kind of what I was trying to think of. Okay, so what are you doing in both of those arenas of your life and your home that kind of blend? and kind of send the same message. And I I gotta believe that's bringing out um, the best in the people I'm working with, whether it's in church or at work, um, to show them we all have a talent. We all have a reason for being. Mine seems to be more education. Um, I think it goes back to the fact I always wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so I have fulfilled that, just not in a classroom. I knew early on that I would not last in the public school system. Uh, So I went around that a different way. And so now I'm teaching in a medical based system, but it's really trying to help people understand how truly your body is a vessel for God. And if you are not putting the appropriate things in it, you cannot do his work. So, you know, just helping people to see how to make better choices, how to take better care of themselves, both, you know, physically and spiritually for that matter. Um, it That's really what I think yeah. my purpose is mm-hmm. in a nutshell.
0: And, and, I mean, and it should be simple, right? It yeah. shouldn't be something be. that's complicated. It shouldn't be something that we're not able to articulate because... Mm-hmm. Again, it's what God has graced us to do, and it comes natural, and we're able to do it in so many different settings. And so, mm-hmm. I would agree that that definitely is your purpose. I think that's what people would call on you for. I mean, let's be real—you have a lot of credentials and <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of experience. I mean, I used to think my mom was famous because she was like on TV. And everybody would talk about it. They would see her on cable and, and, you know, growing up, it was just, you know, amazing. So I still think that uh, that God has graced you in that space. And that's really extended to me because I, I feel the same way. Like my purpose is really to bring out the potential in people. And I do that in my career. I do that in spiritual space, do that, you know, at home um, with the podcast and so many different areas. So, uh, I think that has definitely transcended and I just do it in a different way. Right. You know? and exactly. that's the, that's the beautiful thing. So good. Exactly. So when do you, when would you say you discovered your knack for helping people and, and, and educating people? Do you think that was something as you grew up, you knew that, or did you get that in college or...
1: It, it started when I was a kid. I used to teach the smaller kids in the neighborhood. I was always a reader. I always liked mm. to read. Um, I was a Y teen. I know that doesn't make any sense to you, but that back when I was in high school, that was a connection to the YWCA. Mm, okay. And so that was like a community group. Mm. You know, doing community work. Um. I went to college on the notion that I was going to be an occupational therapist, but that field was very crowded. And so when I look back at it now, you know, there were 300 people trying to get into the program. I went into a program that only had 12. Mm -hmm. So you think about the odds of that, the odds were you're (laughs) not going to get into the group for 12, but I did. And um, again, I changed course through the years. Um, I, I thought I was going to be in food service. I didn't like clinical work, um, but I found my niche when I went into outpatient education because um, even though I was working in a hospital, I didn't feel like I was fulfilling, you know, what I was really meant to do. Um, I'm only dealing with sick people and then they're out the door. So I wasn't making a lasting impression and I didn't feel I could see the benefit of what I was doing. So um, I always love teaching and I've always been doing some type of class with- work throughout my career so whether it was cardiac rehab whether it was new moms with new babies or whether it was weight management Um, but of course diabetes reared its ugly head in my family and um, when I started doing outpatient work that's what I was doing and someone told me you know why don't you get the credentials for this you do it every day why don't you get paid for it and it's needed in Mm -hmm. your community because you're African-American and who's being impacted by diabetes more than African Americans. So, and they want to talk to somebody that looks like them. Right. right? They want to talk to someone who understands um, the plight that they're going through with, you know, getting medication, having the appropriate foods, and getting exercise, and knowing, you know, that sometimes it's very difficult. And so I think, you know, it, diabetes has now just been ingrained in me. You know, I just live it, talk it every day and I see the effects of it. And so just trying to um, steer people away from the complications is, is my everyday job. That's my everyday job. So and, you know, people tell me all the time, you know, I can tell you like what you do. I can mm-hmm. feel the passion in your voice. Um, you know, I can I can tell that this is not just a job for you. And it's not. It's it, like I say, it's my ministry. You know, and and if I can have someone have that light bulb moment where they get it, like, okay, so that's what I got to do or that's what I got to change. You know, then I feel like I've done my job. And that's, you know, so it's not about the paycheck, because trust me, there's some other jobs I should be doing (laughs) that would pay much, much more than what I'm getting right now. But that's not why I do it. And so um, just, you know, hopefully knowing that I've made a difference in some lives, you know, for those women that had, were pregnant with diabetes, you know, they had a healthy delivery, healthy baby. Okay, right. well, Did I play a part in that with the education? Yes, I did. So um, it's it's been an interesting ride. Um, I've been in, I'll be a diabetes educator 20 years next year. So nice. uh, it's just, you know, I, I thought who wants to do that same thing every day? But it's different every day because you meet a different person and they come with different issues. Different, and yeah. There is, you know, every day I walk away saying, you know, thank you, Jesus. You know, <laughs> Whatever little problem I left the house with this morning, thank you. I will keep it because what I encounter with patients and what they're dealing with, is so much more so um so if i can just make their life a little bit easier with making helping them understand what changes need to be made or could be made to make them walk away from complications of diabetes then i feel like i've done my work i've completed my ministry and if i can share that within the church of christ i do that as well so when i can be a speaker for them Uh, when I can bring information to their congregation, then again, that's a part of my ministry. I'm just doing what I was called to do. And then if
0: they understand it, that's even better. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And you actually answered two of the questions that I had, but that's awesome because it's all, like I said, interconnected. Mm -hmm. But what I love about that, and, and again, this was something that I just talked about to some people and it was find a career, not a job. And when you find that, you get out of bed differently when it comes to wanting to go to work. Because you're making a difference and you're impacting people's lives. And it's it's not just, of course, money comes with it. We thank God for our resources. And certainly mm-hmm. we need to make a living. Yes. But it, it becomes more than that that's like the bare minimum you know and it becomes more than that and it's to your point you have a lasting impact on people and there's there's nothing that can take that away you know from people Mm -hmm. so I think that's great and for those that are you know embarking on making a pivot because we're in a pandemic and you know there are some choices that people have to make or whether it's someone that's in a career and they're just looking to do something different uh or uh, you know you're in a job and you want a career uh-huh. either way it goes I think it's taking that time to really reflect on what it is that will bring you will spark joy and will and will bring out the best in you and something again that you can get up every morning and you won't love everything about your job but oh, <laughs> there's please. not you know there's not everything <laughs> is not mm-hmm. meant to be butterflies you know cartwheels and fireworks every day um, but you want it to be more pros than cons so I think that's great that you were able to find your niche and it just collide it in a good way or it um, it intertwines well with your purpose and I think that's great because sometimes your purpose you you may be driving your purpose not at work it may be in, you know, in something else, but it's mm-hmm. awesome where your purpose can intertwine with what it is that you do doing day-to-day basis. Because at work, that's where we spend most of our time. Exactly. <laughs> we spend exactly. more time at work than we do at home. So mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Yes. So I want to switch gears a little bit because one of the things that I admire about both you and dad, actually, um, is that you both, and this is not in my, I like it's not in my spirit. <laughs> so this, this is definitely, definitely <laughs> is something the, you I did, did not pick up. <laughs> I did not pick up, but you both have dabbled in entrepreneurship. And I think in the, especially in these days and time, uh, even before the pandemic, right? I think that that has become an open door for so many people. I mean, the digital age has just changed so much as far as new opportunities right you think about it yes. youtube content creators are millionaires <laughs> you know kids on youtube are millionaires so life has changed but you know as you as you all have dabbled in entrepreneurship over the years in, in different capacities you know what have been your key lessons from that and did that tie into your purpose or was that just something you wanted to try kind of talk us through mm-hmm. that phase <laughs> That of life. Although of life. dad's but, still in entrepreneurship, but
1: well, you know, um, I always had a creative side. Yes I always <laughs> you can attest to that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I dabbled in a basket and balloon business for a while, um, uh, with a partner um to bring out that creativity. And it was in just a hobby that we thought we could make some money with and yes. Um, have some fun, you know, decorating for parties and um, sending gift baskets for different reasons, you know, but that, I have found it very difficult to price my uh, creations Mm -hmm. the way I saw them priced. You know, you know retail. I, I just couldn't bring myself to do that. <laughs> and so that's why I knew this wasn't gonna be long term for me. And then my partner um, took ill and we had to stop our business for that reason. But um, I just because I was doing it to be creative, I just couldn't see how you could mark it up. Now I know there are classes on how to do that and I've seen them on YouTube and how to price what you're making and I just thought to myself, this is probably not going to work for me. So I let that go. But I still am creative. Yes, yeah, sure. you know, are. <laughs> so um, I've kind of gone away from doing decorating and I've gone away from doing baskets. And now I do um, crocheting. And so that is how I get my peace, that is how I relax. Um, I've done quite a few prayer shawls. And so while I'm making the shawl, I'm praying for the person that I'm making it for. If I don't know who the shawl is going to, I still pray over it because that's the whole point of it. That when you give this to someone, it's going to bring comfort. Mm -hmm. and it brings comfort to me to um create things so I know that you know here's a ball of yarn but when I finish it's gonna be a scarf or a hat or you know a head warmer uh I'm making a baby blanket right now you know so um I know someone's gonna receive it and I know it's gonna bring comfort and warmth and that's important to me and it doesn't matter you know I I give these things away so every Christmas there's a home there's a um clinic for the uninsured or the underinsured and they allow people to come in, take a shower, get their clothes clean, get some food. And so what I do is some of these things that I've crocheted during the year, I take to them. Okay. So Still be scarves. It could be, you know, head warmers or ear warmers as they like to call them and they just give them out as people come through. So, you know, that's my giving back to the community. They don't know it came from me. It doesn't matter. Um, it just matters that That's what God has given me. That's one of the gifts. So I'm using it to give back. And so, and then it gives me comfort because when I've had a hectic day and I've had some people cross my path, I'm like, really? You know, I can come home and just get into that and zone out as as some people like to (laughs) say. I'm not a television watcher. You know, I can put on gospel music. I can put on jazz and I can just crochet for two, three hours at a time. Um, and, and and then I have something to show for what I've done. And then I give it away. So I, even though my daughter is trying to encourage me as a retirement option to have a side hustle. Yes. Um, I'm like, you could sell it on Etsy. You can, <laughs> you can post pictures on Pinterest. Like, it's a thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in that learning curve. I haven't said no. I just got to. Figure out how to make that work for me yeah. because I just have a hard time putting a price on something, you know. And and you say it, and and of course my husband says it. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you should charge for that. And that's just not in. My well, spirit, I think for which what is you're, why I'm not an entrepreneur. Yeah,
0: I think what you're doing, obviously, for the community, right? I mean, I, that certainly is giving back, and that's part of charity. And I, it wouldn't take that away. I think that's important. But outside of that. <laughs> <laughs> there definitely is an opportunity well, speaking and, of the person that's not an entrepreneur but right but, speaking
1: as a person who's not
0: but I but you're also frugal so yeah. I think that you probably when you look at certain people how they market things you're like I would never pay that myself <laughs> so it's hard mm-hmm. for you to like internalize it it's charging really, something yeah. for things I know
1: but but again, I'm doing it as a hobby versus yeah. Yeah. I'm doing this because I got a bill that right. needs to be paid. Right, right. So there's a little bit of a difference yeah. in my emphasis. You know, I don't even buy things. Of course, you know this as well. I don't buy anything at full price. So right. you know, I yeah, I could be making a really big profit if I wanted to sell it. But yeah, I just never. Which do. I missed. I, I missed, missed just, that. But lesson. I might one day. I missed that lesson. You missed it because I'm
0: very. Well, you spontaneous yeah. emotions. <laughs> no that's your father <laughs> if I want it side.
1: I'm getting it <laughs> that's
0: the impulsive side yeah. Yeah, that's your dad um,
1: okay, but, so you got a little bit from both of us <laughs> but I think that
0: the beauty even in that hobby is that it still ties back to I want to leave a lasting impression on someone right yeah. so it's still interwoven into what it is that you are gifted to do, grace to do. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been, as people identify it, as three crises, crises, I guess I should say. Uh, one is financial, one is health, and one is social unrest or social justice. So how have you or have you had to pivot do anything differently? I can think of one thing, but maybe <laughs> I'll see what you share, but <laughs> You know, what have you had to to do differently during this pandemic? And just in general, like, how are you feeling? Like, how has this thing impacted you in in your life in general?
1: Well, um, as you know, (laughs) uh, I was taken out of the work um, cycle during the pandemic in Michigan when it first started. I was home on medical leave following a car accident. So God just removed me, uh, which is a blessing because my office shut down. Everyone was deployed out to other departments. So I don't really know where I would have been working. But by the time I got back to work, our office was back open again. So what has changed is now we do virtual visits, Mm -hmm. something that I had really (laughs) been resistant, like a lot of people were doing, because I don't like seeing myself uh, on camera, uh, but I have gotten used to it now and uh, it, it is amazing. It's, you know, you get an inside look into where people are really coming from um, versus when they come into my office and then I see them. So I am, I think last month probably was a 50-50 month. 50% of my patients came in to see me and 50% were virtual.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it has changed that. Church has been different. Uh, we have been open because we're a small congregation in a very large building, we can do that. Uh, and so, um, we have still been having service on Sunday, but we do zoom for a Bible class. So that's different, you know, and everybody isn't on board, you know, but you know, if God gives me the breath and strength to be here, then I feel I should be in class or in service. So, um, I have still continued to go to church every Sunday. Work is, is different because um, I work in a doctor's office. Yeah. There's sick people around me all the time. Yeah. So it's just as one of my uh, brothers in Christ has said, be wise and be safe. Yeah. And so fortunately, I work in a setting where I can, I'm in my own office and I'm isolated. Um, but then if I'm going to see a patient, I'm in a conference room, which is large. So uh, it's just amazing. You know, there's some people still want to come out. Yeah. I would be the first one to say could have a virtual visit, <laughs> but um they don't. In terms of health, you know, just staying healthy, eating well, drinking water, taking my NutriBurse every day. I'm you know, my hand is back a hundred well, I'd say a hundred percent. Um financial, God has been good. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't missed a beat. And um, but it has shown me what is really important. Yeah, you know it's interesting when you have money and nowhere to go spend. Right. (laughs) So and and you know it's also shown me what's important and what I need to you know I need to declutter uh, some stuff before I start this new year. So that's what I'm taking some time off to do is just clean out my office because I hope to be doing virtual visits from home. So it has to look like an office.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm working
1: on that. <laughs> yeah. Because even though I seem to be a very um, structured and organized person in what I do, you wouldn't always believe that when you see all my crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and as far as racial and social justice, you know, it, it, you know I'll, I don't watch television, number one. I do listen to the news on the radio, so I'm not oblivious to what's going on around me. But um, I try not to let that get into my spirit to the point where I'm anxious and depressed and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just have a a negative outlook on the world. Um, But it does make me look back at, you know, here I've been working in a position for 40 years and I am the only African-American dietitian in the system that I work in. And I'm thinking, okay, so when I retire you going to fill the position with will it be someone who looks like our customer yeah <laughs> you know? will you just bring in somebody to fill in the space and and you know just knowing that um it's not it's not that there aren't other people out there it's, but it's the system you know and so of course now even through my organizations you know everybody's talking about you know health equity and you know, making sure we use the correct language when we're speaking with people and that um, we try to make sure that they have access to care because everybody deserves that, you know. So um, that's what I'm an advocate for, you know, you know, trying to make people, you know, don't get discouraged. We're going to figure this out. There are programs, you know, if we can just get the right p- paperwork done or just get the right. Uh, connection, we can we can get what you need. So just giving people hope, you know, because so many people are bitter and frustrated because there's a lot of hoops to jump through um, to get the basic care that you need. And so just helping people do that—that's again where I see my focus. You know, how can I make life a little bit easier for somebody else? Awesome, I love that. And
0: at the end of the day being selfless is so important and will i believe allow us to have a longer life you know obviously in god's will but i feel like when we are not so self-centered and Mm -hmm. we focus
1: on others we actually get more joy oh yes when you are blessed Mm -hmm. you bless somebody Mm -hmm. else And those blessings come back. Mm -hmm. And I've just seen it over and over and over. You know, it's just like it's not coming from the direction you think it's coming from, but your blessing is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've taken the gifts that God has given you and used them to help others. So um you know, that maybe that's why I give things away. Instead of charging people for yeah. it. I just no, just take it. You know, it's all good. Mm-hmm. You know, and um that was the reason I made it. I didn't even know who I was making it for. I mean, just case in point, I, I was making um fingerless gloves last year, crocheting them. Who would have guessed I would have needed one this year? Mm-hmm. I used my own <laughs> talent for me. Right. Because I needed something to cover up my cast with. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. I was like, who would have thought? Mm-hmm. So you just never know. Yeah. You just never know where your blessings are going to come from. And so I feel like whenever I have the opportunity, that's what I should be doing. And whether that is in time, whether that's in a financial way, whether that's just making a phone call, sending a card, I'm, you know, that's that's how I give back.
0: Yeah. And I think you do it in so many different ways. Like you're a baker, you're the person that has Christmas gifts for people, like that are, that are nowhere on the list, but pop up and somehow get a gift for them. I, I just don't understand. So, <laughs> so yes, I would agree. You definitely have a giver. So, as we wrap up, you know, what words of encouragement would you leave with our listeners as it relates to you know them finding their purpose, finding their niche, finding their reason to to exist on this earth um you know how would you encourage them to to keep moving forward especially when we're in chaos and (laughs) an interesting time in
1: in life right now well you know again if god is not the center of your life it's gonna be difficult yeah (laughs) i'm just i'm just that's Mm -hmm. the only way i can think of it Mm -hmm. so um you know when people are running around and anxious and and frustrated and i'm thinking okay so you know why am I calm? Why am I okay? You know, because I have a different perspective. Um, You know, I believe whatever is going on is in God's will. And so if I'm in alignment with him, I'm in a good place. So, you know, finding your purpose, you know, there's books and tapes and everything on it. But like you said earlier, what do you do that just comes easy? You don't even have to think about it. You don't have to be paid for it. You just do it. You enjoy it. Um, And so, um, you know, sometimes we have to just look past what we do on a day to day basis and say, you know, if I could just do whatever I wanted to do, what would it be? You know, where would I be working? What would I be? How would I be giving back? You know, I, I would hope that my legacy is, you know, all the people that I've helped through the years. You know, like they say, people don't remember what you say. They remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. So if I can make them feel like at this moment I'm speaking to you, you are the most important person and I'm, I'm centered, I'm focused on how I can help you, then, you know, if they can walk away with that, if somebody finally listened to me, then I feel like, okay, I've done. That's my purpose. Mm-hmm. That I did what I was supposed to do. And at the end of the day, I can leave and feel like i made a difference in someone's life. Uh, And and that's what I think everybody's purpose is, to help someone else. And, you know, whether that's... financial whether that's in giving of time whether that's just a kind word I would say a hug but we can't do that (laughs) right now so uh, you know elbow bump (laughs) you know it's amazing how eye contact has become so so important because you can't see a person's facial Mm -hmm. expression you can only see their eyes and so uh it's it's just a different world but um just to to know that there's a reason for you to be here to know that um you might have to step out of your comfort zone to find it. Um, you never know when it's going to show up. I can I can still remember the day they walked into my office and said, Hey, would you like to take a position as an outpatient uh, dietitian?" I said, how fast can I pack? Because <laughs> every day I was coming to work praying to God to give me some direction. Mm. And because I didn't like what I was doing. But I had to do it because that was my source of income Mm -hmm. but he gave me the breakthrough and it's i've been having a ball ever since you know but again you know pray until your breakthrough comes comes what can i say um so when you when you're looking for your purpose just think about what comes easy to you you know and 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 work at that and sometimes you have to create a position you have to create something so you can live out your purpose yeah. uh, and i think that's why you see so much entrepreneurship mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. you know people are having to step out on faith and say okay this is what i always wanted to do you know now i'm gonna do it and uh you know my i'm coming to the end of my career mm-hmm. i don't necessarily want to start another job mm-hmm. um, but i know i'm not finished yeah giving so um you know, there's some new avenues hopefully going to open up, and I'll be doing more vir- virtual work. So I'm still giving, I'm still teaching, I'm still helping people just in a different format. So I would encourage them to just keep looking, you know, be encouraged. Uh, uh, you, the Holy Spirit will tell you. Yeah. All you gotta do is listen.
0: Awesome. I, I don't even, I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. I don't know what else to say that was amazing and now you all understand how I started the show and saying you know this was going to be amazing and that you would enjoy hearing from my mother so thank you so much I, I am you privileged <laughs> and honored to have you on the show and for people to hear more about you and for others to be encouraged to just step out on faith and to pray i love that pray until something happens pray until your breakthrough happens and so yeah that's um that's awesome so we are going to wrap up this interview but certainly continue to check out the walking ultra purpose podcast with yours truly alicia smith and thank you again mom for attending today or joining us today and um i am so enriched by the conversation i learned some Uh new things about you so (laughs) they were good things (laughs) that is no that's a great thing (laughs)
1: yeah yeah that's a great thing so thank thank you you so much i appreciate it and i'm hoping that your um, listening audience also appreciates all that you're doing to encourage women with your podcast, because I think it's awesome. And like I said, I, before you started this, I really didn't know a lot about podcasts. <laughs> so thank you for opening up that that <laughs> avenue um, and just and you know just mm-hmm. to share and encourage other women, you know, to to follow, to find out what their purpose is and follow their dream and don't give up and recreate yourself mm-hmm. if you need to. That's
0: okay. right. I love it. All right, love you. And I thank you again for the audience for listening in and we'll catch you next time. Well, everyone, I hope you were able to take copious notes and have at least one action you will take to propel your life forward in pursuing your purpose. Let's get it. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Now go conquer your day and don't let it conquer you. Until next time, peace and blessings.